The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Craig. Man, the Raiders are making some good moves, man. We'll take a look at that and other things here on our show. Show 237. Raider Nation, Raider Nation. We got some stories for you today. Why do the convicts always come to Oakland? Well, I don't know. We're going to talk about that. I'm sick of hearing it, but doggone it. Not until we start winning some games are they going to leave this crap alone. Another story, of course, Jamarcus and his bling. Yeah, Jamarcus was outed by the paparazzi just recently, and we got a hit on that and a couple other inferences on that story because, of course, they went way overboard. The three-headed monster to bust out an 09. That's right, Calico Jack has it figured out. I agree with him 100%. Calico Jack is a great blogger. We will hit on his story. And, of course, <laughs> my favorite story is Cornholer out, Gruden in. Monday night is back. I love that, too. So before we get into our stories, I got to talk about this, man. At Disneyland, we were having a great time. Went to Disney, and it was the bomb. And I'm in line, and I'm sitting there talking to this Charger fan about how worthless his fan friends are. Because anybody who can't sell out a playoff game, please. Yeah, that's for sure. Anyways, he was defending the chargeless, boltless, nutless Chargers. And I said, well, I have this little website I want to talk to you about. Raider Nation podcast. As soon as I said that, a guy three or four places back in line says, Raider Craig, is that you? (laughs) It was perfect. Him and his three buddies came up. Raider Craig, we love your show. Great content. I can't wait to your next episode. It was great. Nice to meet you. Took some pictures all the time. The San Diego fan is sitting there going, wow. (laughs) So he pulled up our website on his iPhone. He goes, wow. So after the ride, the best part is he had to take a picture with Raider Craig. I love it. It was great, man. Perfect timing. I couldn't have made it happen better myself. It was great. Just goes to show you the nation is everywhere. Even Disneyland. That is so funny. It was priceless, dude. You should have been there. Anyways, let's get on to our stories of the day. Wait, hang on, hang on. Just recently, the Raiders have let go Rich Need, which was our personnel guy from 2007, and he's out in 2009. The guy that's been in his place, Keith Rowan, is the man in Al's ear as far as personnel moves go. Maybe that's why there's been such a change in the way we're going after players, uh, a lot less Uh, fan frivolity and money thrown around all over the place. I think that is a good, stable situation we got going on, and I hope this guy is going to stay because so far this year, we've made some pretty good personnel moves, and I'm pretty happy with that situation. So that's right. Keith Rowan, keep going. That's all I got to say about that. Who let the dogs fight? Vic, Vic. 
Well, here we go again. The Oakland Raiders are supposed to take Michael Vick, convicted felon, <laughs> into the locker room. Well, that's some bullshit. And you know that as well as I do. The way Tom Cable has been picking his players, draft, and everything else for that matter is all about positive attitude and a positive force in the locker room. And we ain't going to have this guy because Vic is still a dick. That's right. And he's not coming to Oakland. Neither is any other convicted felon. It's funny how the mainstream media like to portray us as criminals just for the fact that we're tough. The Raiders have been tough. You look at any of the NFL films, and we don't take no shit, if you know what I'm talking about. And that's the truth. So the fans are that way, the team's that way, and so be it. And if you want to say every convicted felon's going to go to Oakland, well, you know what? It goes to show you that you've been wrong for a long, long time in every one of these predictions, mainstream media. So knock it off once again. Vic is not coming to Oakland, and neither is any other criminal that I can see in the foreseeable future. Because <laughs> we got a team now, man. We got some young man. We got some young talent. And we're going to kick some ass this season. We don't need Vic. He is a dick. A dick. A dick. A dick. A dick. Don't, 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 don't believe the hype. Don't, 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 don't believe the hype. Suckers, liars, get me a shovel. Some writers I know are damn devils. From them I say don't believe the hype. They're claiming I'm a criminal. But now I wonder how. Some people never know. The enemy could be the Frank Guardian. I'm now a hooligan. I rock the party and don't, don't believe, don't believe the hype. Don't, don't believe, don't believe the hype. Well, well, well. Jamarcus Russell has certainly got a lot of bling. And he's been showing it off lately in nightclubs across, well, wherever. The paparazzi's on him and they got pictures of him having a good time. The young man, 23, at a party. Well, whatever. What do you think? When you were 23, that's what I was doing. I was chasing women and having fun. And he's got plenty of money to do it, and he shows up on a press conferences that way. Now, of course, there's the correlation between him and Michael Vick, one more time, about young quarterbacks that made a lot of money who definitely did not put in the entire effort necessary to make it to the next level. Well, Gee whiz, let's throw some more crap onto the Oakland Raiders. Let's dig up anything deep and obscure, for crying out loud. That's some bullshit. Jamarcus Russell is shaking it out, having a good time on the offseason. He knows he's got to be working. He knows his job. He knows what he has to do. And I believe he knows that the guy behind him is going to take his job if he doesn't do it. What more could motivate you to do a better job? I just think these guys blowing off steam like anybody else. And the whole paparazzi and is he going to be good this season is something we're just going to have to see. But I'm going to give the kid a benefit of the doubt. For crying out loud, all of us party to 23. Give me a freaking break. One thing I wish, though, is Jamarcus would put the bling away until he has a ring. And you know what that means, Padna. That means a Super Bowl ring. I don't like seeing him on the press conferences with his mink hat, his mink stole, and his mink underwear. I don't want to see him in the bling with the million diamond bracelets or the JM, you know, $10 million uh, pendant around his neck. 
I don't need to see it. Show me that when you show me that you could take the Oakland Raiders to the Super Bowl and win. When you can do that, Padna, I don't give a shit if you dress in diamonds, period. doesn't matter to me. But I would say, as an organization and as a fan, I would certainly appreciate you toning that down and bringing more professionalism into the media room because we don't need any more of these cracks about our diamond-studded quarterback. And that is all I have to say about that crap. Thank you. I know it's hard to believe. I know that you've been waiting for this for years. But Tony Kornheiser is finally gone from Monday Night Football. Thank God. (laughs) Because it has been a sham ever since his goat-smelling ass sat down there to do those shows. What a punk. What an attitude. The guy probably didn't even make the badminton team in high school. Coming from someone who calls himself a sports writer, this opinionated ass has bashed the Raiders time and again for everything from their draft picks to their play to the owner, you name it. This guy deserves a swift kick in the ass out the door. Nice talking to you. I could. I used to watch Monday Night Football and turn the sound off and turn on the radio. That's how bad I hated this ass. And now. We got John Gruden. Gruden's going to be the man on Monday night. At least you can believe, and I hope to believe, that he will lean a little slant to the Raiders. That's right, the team that gave him his first chance of coaching and brought him some doggone good success, I would say. I look forward to Gruden. He's a smart guy. He'll be entertaining, and he'll put the pop back in Monday Night Football, just like any other Raider, because I consider him to be a Raider still. And I bet you, deep down inside, he is still a Raider. And I think Gruden was a great choice, someone who knows football, someone who's been around football, not the jock-smelling cornholer that I can't stand. I'm glad he's out of there. The next one we got to get out of there is John's. You know, (laughs) that, uh, what's his name? Jaworski, Ron Jaworski, quarterback of the Eagles that never did shit. He was not even very good, but he's got a big, fat mouth, and he's also another Raider hater, and I'd love to see them get his big, fat, goat-smelling ass kicked off Monday Night Football because he's some bullshit, too, and his opinion is way overrated, and his shit is weak on top of that. His shit's weak. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm meaning. And that is that. Welcome back, Monday Night Football. I'm going to be able to listen to it. I'm going to be able to look at it. I'm going to be able to feel good about any time the Raiders come up in conversation that Gruden will come to our defense, baby. I'm thinking it. I'm knowing it. I'm telling you it's going to happen. And that is that. Push them back. Defense. I said, push hey. them back. Defense. I said, push hey. them back. Defense. Push back your bumper hey. to the soccer. Let's go, ladies.
I want to talk about one person. I'm going to talk about a person called John Marshall, a defensive coordinator who was featured in an article on Bleacher Report recently. It was interesting to read about this guy and interesting to find out that this defensive coordinator in his first season as a defensive coordinator with the 49ers took them to number one defense. Very, very interesting. He also coordinated for Atlanta and Carolina. Seattle also was an awesome defense known for toughness, which is exactly what he expects out of every freaking player. The guy demands toughness and will have no wimps on the defense. I love that. He also has a great formation. He plays a 3-3-5 formation, and it's kind of interesting because you have all these exotic blitzes you can get, which leaves the linebackers to do most of the blitzing, which gives them you know, some pretty doggone big numbers. Julian Peterson had 10 sacks under him. Marshall had nine and a half sacks. Um, so there was a lot of linebacker movement. And since we've really strengthened our linebacker core over the last few years, this will make a big difference. Speed is his game, and that's what we're talking about here. Also, he loves to attack, he loves to attack, and he loves to attack. I'm looking forward to this defense. We haven't heard a whole lot about the changes on the defensive side of the ball. I think that's a good thing. I think our defense will be much more aggressive, much more fly-to-the-ball-ish, a much more nasty and tough defense, and that's what we need. We need to look for that this season. I look forward to that because we've had a mediocre defense at best under Rob Ryan. Yeah. Forget that guy because now it's time to move on. We've all wanted a more aggressive defense. It looks to me like Marshall is the answer. Let's hope so because he is a Raider and he plays and coaches like the Raiders of old. And that's what we're talking about, toughness. And that's what I'm saying. And we're going to get it out of this new defensive coordinator. I love it. All right. What's next? I break up day in the snooze and Dan. Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum. Fifteen men of them good and true. Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum. Every man Jack could have silver though pew. Yo, ho, ho, and a bottle of rum. This is a blog, uh, Silver and Black Forever, written by Calico Jack. A great blogger, good writer, and a great Raider fan. And uh, I'm going to hit on this pretty good. Uh, just I hope I can do it justice. That's all I got to say about that. So here we go. One of the most important aspects of this season, the 2009 season, I believe, will be the running back trio of Fargus, Bush, and McFadden. All three running backs are fierce. All three running backs have special abilities that we could use in this new offensive scheme to make defenses run for cover. The great thing about it is, all three of them can catch the ball out of the backfield. All three of them have enough brute strength to make it, and all three of them could be number one running backs on any other team in the NFL, which makes the Raiders a great, great running team before we even get started. The fact that we've bolstered our offensive line with veterans and new players, the fact that we have a new center, the fact that we have already veteran running backs ready to go in the prime of their life makes the 2009 running season something to behold. Let's start with Darren McFadden. Darren McFadden, a very unused player last season because he had turf toe so much. Before he had turf toe, though, he put it down on Kansas City. He put it down big time and also showed his talents as quickness and his elusiveness that he did in college. 
Now, McFadden has a lot of different places he could line up. He could be wide receiver. He could do the eye. He could do the split back. He could do all kinds of different things. The one thing that he can do well, though, is really catch out of the backfield. He's got very soft hands, and he's very quick. A great place for Jamarcus Russell to go if he has any stress or pressure on him with this running game of ours. It's a good thing to see that he really got healed up this year, had his surgery on his shoulder, which needed to be repaired, and his turf toe injury seems to be a thing of the past. Let's look forward to him doing a great job this season and doing what he does best, confuse defenses, and I love that. Michael Bush, the freight train, the locomotive. This guy is a powerhouse. Remind me of Wheatley. At 245 pounds, the man can run right through you, over you, or even around you. In a one-cut run, he can get right through and make some serious yardage, as he showed in the Tampa Bay game of last year where he blew him away for 177 yards and two touchdowns. He was on fire, and it goes to show you why he should have been picked as a number one pick in 2007, but he didn't because he had a broken leg. Two years, the Oakland Raiders milked this kid and milked him back to health. And now he's ready to prove that he is a Raider and he wants to play so bad that you can see he's going to be a great pick. He also has soft hands. And given him the opportunities, I think this season he'll slip into the number two position behind D-Mac. Justin Fargus, the staple of Oakland running backs for some time now, is a veteran and the crash dummy of this whole squad. When he first came to Oakland, I remember saying, man, the guy was skinny. His first season, he was beat up. He looked like a rag doll back there. But he's gained some weight and some confidence, and the guy can put it down and does not take a hit and fall down. He stands right up and walks right in the face of defenders, and he's a real deal. Justin Fargus doesn't have to prove anything anymore to the Oakland Raiders because he's proved it already. He just needs to continue to play the same way and continue to improve on his passing out of the backfield. And I think this trio right here, Fargus, Bush, and D-Mac, will prove to everybody that Oakland is truly back and we're going to vie for that AFC West position just because of these guys. You had the fact that we have Johnny Lee Higgins. You had the fact that we have Chaz Shillins and a bunch of good players and a bunch of great players we are going to make some noise in the AFC West this season. With our new defensive scheme, the 3-3-5, man, I am looking so forward to a great year an 9 and I think you should too. But the three-headed monster is the key to our success. Without the running game, we are nothing. It's been proven time and time again. You have to run the football, and that's what the Oakland Raiders will do best this season is run the rock, baby. I love it. The three-headed monster is great. And that is that. Well, let me uh, introduce or actually welcome a couple of uh, new players to the Oakland Raiders. Keith Davis, we acquired from the Cowboys. He's a free safety, strong safety, uh, pretty good player, small but quick. Uh, he was released by them, and we picked him up, so mm, that might be a good pick for us. We also picked up a William Franklin, released by the Lions. He's a wide receiver, another guy that could make the mix. He's uh, six foot tall, 210 pounds, and um, that's about it. I mean... 
Those two guys could contribute. We'll see. We're starting to load up our roster on players, which is good for our practice squads, good for our team, especially in camp. We need all the bodies we can um, because things just happen. So it's good to see more players coming on board. Not a lot of big names, but you just never know who's going to come to the top. You just don't know now, do you? All right. Well, it's time. It's time for it. Yes, that's right. The Bone Line. Get on the bone and throw us a bone. And by the way, you guys should check out the Raider Nation podcast forum because on it is the new trophy. Thank you so much, Raider Mike. The new trophy is awesome for the uh, Raider Nation podcast a fantasy football league. That's a pretty cool thing. We started last year, got a trophy. It's pretty funny. It's a great banner. It's a good thing to do during the season. Um, and I love it. It's a great fun. And, and thank you for everybody who does contribute. And I appreciate everybody here who does contribute anyway, just before I even say it, anybody who calls, everybody who listens, Randy and I just want to thank you for all your, your, uh, your well wishes and, and the way you think about us. It's very, very cool and gratifying to hear from you guys and, here you say such cool things about our show. We do we do put a lot of time and effort into it. Randy puts a lot more than I do. Trust me. He has to me- make up for my mistakes, which there are a lot of. Okay, that's enough. But um, I just want to thank all you guys because without you, we would definitely have no show. And uh, for us, we are definitely in iTunes. Uh, top 100 have been for a very long time. The number one podcast for all NFL teams is right here, Padnas. That's right. The Radio Nation podcast, number one in all of the NFL. Number one. You guys made it happen. It's been happening. I just haven't said anything. Uh, But we are the most popular podcast in all the NFL teams and definitely the most popular of the Oakland Raiders as well. So thank you for that. We appreciate that very much. And that's why we'll continue to batter you down and bring you up with an Nation podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So let's get to our first caller, and let's check it out. We have the Obi-Wan Raider. What you got to say, brother? What's up, Raider Nation? This is TJ, a.k.a. Obi-Wan Raider, calling you from Houston, Texas. Just got back into town today. Had the privilege of catching uh, day two of the mini camp on uh, Saturday. Really, really impressed with uh, some of our late round picks. The defensive end uh, Matt Shaughnessy, and also uh, Striker Sulak. His real name is first name is Joseph, by the way. Striker is his middle name. Um, these guys look hungry, and I really feel sorry for Derek Burgess. If he doesn't step it up, his ass is going to be out. Um, noticeably at the camp. Um, uh, Turdell Sands looks like he lost about 40 pounds. Um, he's still a turd in my book, but on a positive note, uh, Tommy Kelly was breaking through the line of scrimmage, and when he wasn't jumping off sides, was doing a pretty damn good job. Um, I don't know. Jamarcus Russell just didn't uh, didn't really wow me from the time that I saw him. Uh, they said earlier in the day he was doing pretty good, but uh, when I got there uh, with a couple of friends, and was watching the camp. He looked uh, pretty horrible, to tell you the truth. If he's not watching, his ass is going to be sitting on the bench, and Jeff Garcia is going to be our starting quarterback. Namdi Asamoah looked awesome, as usual. Great shape. Um, 
So I tell you, though, that kid Mike Mitchell, uh, you can just tell he's ready just to put on the pads and knock the shit out of someone. At any rate, I think we will be much better than we were last year. And um, I think with the high-character guys and the high-motor guys that we have, some of the veterans on our team better be looking out or they're going to be sitting on their ass. On a final note, just want to say I really like the addition of Lorenzo Neal. I mean, the guy's a fucking battering ram. Go Raiders. We're looking for at least 10-6 and six record coming into the year, okay? Uh, go Raider Nation, top of AFC West. Let's start by having Lorenzo Neal pave the way as we beat the hell out of the Chargers opening night. As always, win, lose, or tie, Raider Nation till I die. Out. Well, first off, let me just say this. That's awesome that you got to go to the camp. That is a great, great thing. And Raider Nation, check it out. Obi-Wan Raider is sharing his opinion of what he saw at the camp, which is awesome. I heard about Garcia. He might be stepping up and taking Jamuddy's job. You better believe it. And Derek Burgess, he's been very unhappy for the last couple years because of his contract. He's been trying to get it reopened, and they're not doing it for him. I don't think he's feeling the love here in Oakland, and there are rumors that he's going to be traded. I wish they had done that before the draft and given us a couple more picks, but it still could happen. You never know. The fact that he wasn't at the mini camp, that says a whole lot, and maybe he will be leaving with the effort that he's made. I just think he's out a lot more left, but uh, he don't want to work for the money he's getting paid, and that's the way it is. As far as Neil goes, yeah, great acquisition, and I hope he runs right through you know, that <laughs> the linebacking core of the chargeless with Sean, with Royd Merriman and blows his face off. That's what I think, too. And we need to make this happen this season. I'm feeling good about this year, too, brother. It's very good. Thanks for sharing your wisdom, your insight, and what you saw in Oakland. Very good, bro. Thanks for the call. Good call. All righty. Who's next? We have Raider Jaime from Bakersfield. Hit it, brother. <laughs> Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. I just uh, heard your podcast, uh, 236, and uh, I like the feedback that we got back with uh, the Raider Nation on, you know, being positive with our draft picks. When I called on the last one, I was happy and ecstatic about it because some of these kids do some good work while they were at their schools, and, you know, they performed well, and that's why Tom Cable picked these guys. You know, him and Davis, they got together and they picked them. And that's you guys got to always remember, man. Freaking Al Davis, he's not going to go with what the fucking media says. He's not, a, he's not a fucking poke, just like fucking Chris Carnell and punk motherfuckers on BSPN. You got to remember, he's a fucking maverick, man. I know that since I was seven, eight years old in the fucking 70s, man. I've been following this guy for a long time, you know. You know, he pisses me off too sometimes, but you know what? You got to just, you know, you got to understand it's Al Davis, man. It's because he's the one who made the Raiders, baby. And that's why the world loves him, because what Al Davis does, he doesn't go fucking do a pokey poke just like everybody else, you know. He, that's why a lot of the fucking NFL uh, owners don't like him, because he, he doesn't play follow the leader. That's what I love about this man. He's a, he's a true fucking leader of his own kind. And you guys got to respect that. I'm sure, you know what, man, just like that one of the callers said, you know what, you got to remember about Howie Long and all these other guys he picked up, you know. You know what he's fucking doing. You know, it's just been a, you know, it's been a like like that other guy says, a karma fucking year. You know, and but I feel it, baby. I feel it. Raider Nation, you guys are, you know, the ones that are still, um, you know, undecided about, you know, which way the season's going. Hey, man, you need to jump on our fucking shit, baby, because I feel it. I feel it. 
And I'm looking forward to meeting Ray and Greg this year, you know. My wife, you know, when I take my wife and my kids, we're all, we go to the game and, you know, we come back. We never hang around or anything like that. But you know what? I got her to go out there with me and, you know, run around look for your ass, man. And uh, hopefully get to drink a beer with you or something, Raider Greg and Raider Randy. So um, you guys stay positive, man. And uh, go Raider Nation. Love you guys, man. Peace. That's Raider Jaime bringing it, man. Bringing the passion of the Raiders. He can feel it. We can feel it. It's just not a fluke, man. It's just not one of those regular years where we all think we're hoping we're positive. There's a whole lot of good things that's happened on this team this year, and I'm feeling it too, man. And we can start it with the Chargers on September 14th. As far as Al Davis goes, yeah, you know what? We all get pissed at the old man all the time. We have been for years. But he's set us straight. He's led this ship in the right course. Look at that, man. We got three rings. That's right. And we're not far from another one. And that's the thing about having Al Davis as an owner. You just know that he's going to put the money down to put the guys on the field. He's trying to win, man, because that's what Al Davis wants. He's not no punk-ass bitch like a lot of these other corporate owners that just have a team because it's the rich thing to do. This is Al's life. It's been his life. And I, you know, I've heard people say some harsh stuff about Mr. D, but I'm going to tell you right now, man, anybody who's wished him to go to the grave is some bullshit. Because you know what? When he's gone, there's not going to be another owner like him ever, ever. He is an icon and he is the Raiders. And I am really dreading the fact that if something happens to the old man, what's going to happen to this team? And that is what I got to say about that. Thanks for the call, Jaime. Good one again, brother, and uh, Raider on, my friend. All right, who's next? We have the Aztec Raider. Hey, Raider Greg, what's up, man? This is uh, Aztec Raider. Wanted to call in and let the nation know, you know, the media's been bashing us a lot lately. You know what, though? Fuck the media. Fuck Chris Carter and anybody who doubts our players and everybody who was pissed about the Hayward pick. Fuck you, too. These guys are all Raiders now, and they need to know that the nation is here to support them no matter what. You saw how happy Crabtree was when we passed him up. We don't need players like that in the locker room. Also, Raider Greg, I told you Kelly would come around. He's been tearing it up in the mini camps. I heard you give him props. That's right. That's right. I gave Kelly some props, man. He's been doing good in camp. Let's see him happen. I'd love to see Turdell Sands turn around. But, Kelly, you know I got to give him shit, man. He's a $50 million man, and he better step it up. And you know what I mean. He better be Superman. Uh, We talked about this, but he has been doing better. I want to see him do better. I want to see him play like that this year. I think he will. I think he's going to happen. So thanks, Aztec Raider. Thank you, my brother. All right, who's next? We have the Jersey Raider. What you got to say, my friend? Hey, what's up, Raider Nation? This is Jersey Raider calling in. As I've been sitting on my couch this last week, unemployed and having oodles of free time on my hands, I've been doing some thinking. First off, I want to apologize to Darius Hayward Bay. I was very mad we took him, but now I'm starting to warm up to him, especially with the revelations about Michael Crouch not wanting to come to the Raiders. Secondly, I really do wonder about Jamarcus Russell and his leadership ability. You know, we keep hearing these stories about how, you know, he hasn't really been impressing so far in the OTAs and the minicamps, and, you know, he really hasn't been all there. And, you know, some people are questioning whether or not he 
wants to be great. And, you know, I, I think about this sometimes as well. I mean, if you think about it, like the Tampa Bay game, that last game we had, I mean, a man comes up to the podium wearing, like, some, uh, like, this bling-bling chain on him. Like, and it's like, then there was the, the press conference in Denver. We had the mint coat on. And, you know, sometimes I honestly wonder if he really truly wants to be a great quarterback or if he's just happy with what he has so far, what he has so far in terms of material possessions and whether or not that's kind of, you know, already made someone with questionable desire even, you know, more lazy at his trade. And so if that's the case, well, then maybe Jeff Garcia will be the starting QB. I don't know. I hope that's not the case. I hope Jamarcus wants to be that leader. I hope he wants to win. But, you know, I honestly wish we just take Jeff Garcia's heart and put it in Jamarcus's body. Because right now, we're going to need Jamarcus to step up because this is year number three, and it's really sink or swim in him. So with all that being said, Raider Nation, stay strong, stay proud. I'm out. Jersey Raider. Well, I'll just say this. Jamani always had too much bling on from the very first time I saw him. And, uh, yeah, he's a young man. He's only 23. And, yeah, he's going to have to prove himself this year. But look who we got as a backup. I feel good about that. I feel good the fact that if he don't make it, we got someone there that can run this team, take us all the way to the playoffs and beyond if that's necessary. So I feel good about that. I feel good the fact that he's going to be pushed. And if he doesn't make it, we got someone there right there to take over. Uh, thanks for the phone call, brother. And I understand the concern because the bling is something, uh, you know, I've talked about it already. Earn it and then wear it. That's what I say. All righty. Who's next? We've got the KC Raider on the line. What you got to say, brother? What's up, Raider Greg? This is KC Raider coming from Kansas City, Missouri, or uh, home of the Kansas City Minor League Patriots, as I like to call them. Uh, just got done la- listening to the last podcast. Uh, I'm excited to see that you guys are going to make a trip out to Kansas City to watch the beat down uh, for the second year of the row for the home opener. Um, should go Raiders. Well, thank you, thank you. Well, hopefully we're going to get there. We're working on it right now. we got plans of brewing, and we're going to see how it works out. Um, so hopefully that's my plan, and we're going to stick to it. And like I said, man, we'll buy you a beer. We'll sit down. We'll have a great time around the condiments, past the mustard, ketchup, and mayonnaise. Pleas. Who's next? Well, we have a new caller. Draft Day Andy. Let's hear what you got to say, man. Hello, Raider Nation. This is Draft Day Andy from New York. I'm calling in to let you know that for the last 10 years, I've attended the NFL draft. And for 06 of 10, I've been okay. You know, but the last are killing me. You sit there with your Raider uh, colors on, and you're showing everybody who you are, and you get Mel Piper, the jackass, and the entire NFL Network assholes uh, making fun of your picks. And after a while, you sit down and you realize, actually, they can make fun of You've sucked it again. Some of these picks are very nice players, and I'm sure they'll find a home on our team. Uh, but for the most part, uh, we didn't have to grab them in the rounds. We grabbed them. Grab some of these guys as free agents, or maybe we have to draft them so they're forced to come because they wouldn't sign with us as a free agent. I'm tired of it. Need a GM. I would like to see Bruce come back. I wouldn't even mind a team Chucky. I know we're stuck with the cable guy for probably at least five games this season, but I'm tired of it. 
a decade of having people, especially the Bronco host and the chefs making fun of us at the draft, can't handle it. You know what? Their time has come. They're going to suck this year. The Raiders are going to do better than them this year. But are we a Super Bowl contender? Absolutely not. Sorry, Al. You need to go. I appreciate all you've done for the history of this franchise, but it's time for you to uh, take a step into a hole in the ground, maybe will the team to John Madden, and we can bring back some glory days. I don't know who has the team in the will, but let's make sure that he wears the black and silver right. This is Draft Day, Andy. Have a great day. First off, I understand frustration. We've all had that frustration about the picks. But like I said, take the top five picks of the last five seasons, and you'll see there may be three guys on that whole list that did halfway decent. So you can't really say that, Draft Day Andy. You can't say it because we just don't know who we're going to end up with when it all comes down to it. Yes, we probably could have drafted differently, but better, you know, that remains to be seen because we have to see how everybody turns out. Then I have to go with this comment you said about a GM. I totally agree. I've been saying it since the beginning of my show that the Raiders need a qualified GM to manage the players and acquisitions and to set up the whole draft situation and and maybe change the, the psychology there in Alameda. I agree. Totally. But as far as Mr. Davis being in a hole or being dead, which is the inference here, I just cannot agree with you. I just, and that is proven by your statement of, I wonder who it's willed to. Who knows? I don't really care. I know this, that when he is gone, and whether you want to admit it or not, he is the Raiders, and it will not be a celebration when Mr. Davis leaves the earth. I'll tell you this, I'll be very sad, and I'll be kind of freaked out, quite honestly, of where our team is going to go. And who will run the Raiders now? Uh, Big questions, big questions that I really don't want to look forward to anytime soon. So I got to disagree with you on that one, brother. But thanks for the call. I appreciate it. All righty, who's next? We have the Surface Raider. Now, this guy's a great caller. He's from uh, across the bay. And uh, I mean the UK, that bay. (laughs) So... Check him out, man. He's got a great take. What you got to say, brother? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Nation. It's the Surface Raider calling from England. I just wanted to throw my bone in about the minicamp. Now news has made it across the Atlantic, and we've had time to look at it. Um, Our wide receiver choices are getting a hell of a slating in what passes for the sports press. And uh, I've got to say, I totally disagree with pretty much everything they're saying about this. Um, For me, I think speed is one of the most important attributes you can have in a receiver. And when you look at what is likely to be our, our starting three guys, I mean, for me, it's got to be Chad Shillens, Johnny Lee Higgins, and Hayward Bay. Shillens is the slowest one of those, and he's a pretty fast 4.38. Hayward Bay, we all know, is super fast at 4.25. And looking around the rest of the NFL backfields, yeah, I don't think there's another team we've got three defensive backs who are fast enough to cover that much speed. Now, Champagne Walker, surely that guy has got to be in breach of contract on this new operation thing. I can't understand why I haven't fired his ass out the door, because... We just don't need him anymore. He is the past of the Oakland Raiders. Um, good news stories, it's, it's got to be what's going on in our backfield there as well. But Fadden, Fargus and Bush are all coming back at us really strongly, which is great to see. And I think we're going to pick up great full backing from Lorenzo Neal, which is a fantastic buy, and Russell. And I like the way that the new uh, rookie tight end Chris O'Neill shaping up as well. He looks like a good solid blocker. 
And from that, we're going to have some real power running going there and some rhythm. And for my money, that's how you win a vertical offensive game. Um, once our play, player profiles, I think, really fit into a structure that we're trying to build, an offensive philosophy, and I think that's something that we can all buy into. Power football, for me, is for winners, particularly the way we've played it in the past. As far as O-line, D-line and linebackers goes, we can't tell until those guys put their pads on and start throwing it around. But I like the noises that Mike Mitchell's been making. Yeah, he's keen to get out there and lay it onto some people, Tatum style, and that shows a lot of spirit. So, yeah, good to see. Defensive backs and special teams, we've got nothing to worry about. In fact, we're better than good. In short, guys, I think we've got all the players that we need to turn this around, and we should be looking to go 8-8 eight and eight as we rebuild. For me, the guys who have got something to prove, it's got to be our assistant coaches for sure. Now, I'm with Tom Cable 100%. I'm convinced that he's the right head coach for the Open Raiders, uh, and he's the guy we should be going forward with. But his assistants there, they're a bit of an unknown quantity. They've got a lot to prove, and they need to man up and make it happen for these guys. The two things that I really want to see happen this year, um, our house needs to be our house again, and we need to get something going in the Coliseum. We need to beat and beat up on anyone who comes near Oakland. The second thing, and this is probably the most important, is that Al and Tom Cable have got to not fall out at any point this year. Now, we've had great players in the past, and I believe that we've got great players here. We need to keep the positive atmosphere that we took at the end of last year going. Um, it's looking great the way things are shaping up now, and we need to carry on there so that Oakland is a place that people want to play in. Well, that's all I've got to say for this. It's gone on for a bit, but, uh, yeah, thanks for your attention. Greg and Randy, you're doing a great job with the podcast. Keep it up. It's uh, fantastic to hear what's going on over there. Go Raiders. Surface Raider, I'm out. Very well said, as always. Yeah, I think Javon Walker got the great contract with the iron claws that says we can't get rid of you because, trust me, I'm sure Al would have gotten rid of his goat-smelling ass a long time ago. Yeah, Chris O'Neill, that tight end that I was questioning at first, I knew he'd be a battering ram, and he is. And you're right. You're exactly right. Like I said earlier in the show, the running game will be our forte. It will take us to the next level, and 8-8 eight and eight is perfectly reasonable and something I would expect for sure. I love to have the our house mentality as well. I am sick of teams coming into Oakland and leaving with a victory. I will be so happy when we turn this around and start seeing the home crowd running out to the parking lot, fireworks blazing and music screaming and people laughing. It's a great atmosphere and a post-game victory. It is not when we lose. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it very, very much. And I know you put it down and you bleed silver and black. And you got a great line. Thank you very much. All right, who's next? We have Raider Joe from Hostile Territory in Ohio. <laughs> what you got to say, brother? What is up, Raider Greg? It is Joe in Columbus, Ohio, via San Diego. That's right, Raider Joe is back. A little bit of a hiatus. I apologize for that. Been very busy out of the mix, but I am back to talk about our Oakland Raiders. Uh, I actually wanted to start off by talking about the draft. I actually knew Darius Hayward Bay was going to be our first pick. Um, I was fine with it. I was hoping maybe they would have traded down a little bit and gotten him. Not that I don't think he's talented, because uh, I think he's incredibly talented, in fact. And I know everybody was freaking out about that pick, but you have to take a step back for a second, think about it, and understand what's going on. Most people who don't know who Darius Haywood Bay is um, need to back it up and check it out. Uh, I followed him for a while now in Maryland, 
you have to keep in mind, Maryland is a pro-style offense. Crabtree, no pro-style offense. Macklin, no pro-style offense. He's big. He's strong. He's got good hands. I don't know what all the mix is about the hands. Um, you know, the one guy I will give complete credit to on uh, BSPN is Ron Jaworski, who flat out said, watching game film, watching game tape, he has Darius Haywood Bay as the number one receiver, or at least right there with Michael Crabtree. Had no problem with the selection. Thought it was a great pick, and he's going to be a great receiver. And, uh, you know, as much as I hate BSPN most of the time, Jones is a pretty smart cookie. Watches more film than anybody. He knows what the hell he's talking about. Plus, we don't need a prima donna like uh, Crabtree. Uh, and you know what? I saw Michael Crabtree the uh, first time a few years ago when his name was Mike Williams from uh, USC, and then he went to the Detroit Lions. That's great. You're big. Uh, you got good hands. You're not very fast. You can't get off a line. I've seen it before. We don't need it. Plus, he's got the attitude. Jeremy Macklin, we already had that guy. His name was Desmond Howard. I don't need a short, fast, non-route-running receiver who comes from an offense that's pretty gimmicky. Like I said, we've had that before. That's what he's going to be. The next Desmond Howard, you don't draft a punt and kick returner uh, with the seventh overall pick. It was a great pick. Everybody can go ahead and bash on us. They're wrong. Mike Mitchell, I've seen Mike Mitchell play in person three times. I have a buddy of mine who plays for the team. He knows Mike Mitchell pretty well, and Mike Mitchell's a beast. The kid loves football. He know, he has a high football IQ. The only reason he wasn't uh, playing at a bigger school, a bigger name, and on TV every five minutes was because coming out of high school, he wasn't a very big kid. He was about 5'10", buck eighty-five. Now he's what, 6'1", 215, 220, and he hits like a ton of fucking bricks. It's like Jack Tatum all over again. It's like Eddie Anderson. This is exactly what we needed. I love the draft. I know everybody ridiculed and mocked us, and they can go ahead and do that. Al Davis has forgotten more about football than most of these people will ever know. Settle down, Raider fans. Let's just be patient. See what happens. People laughed at Chaz Schillings. People laughed at a lot of our picks. And then people commended us when we drafted Robert Gallery. I'm not saying Robert Gallery is a bust, but let's all be honest. You know, he's not an offensive tackle. I don't care when people praise us. I care uh, what the players do on the field. I think the team is heading in an incredibly right direction. Renzo needs huge signing. Offensive lines, huge signings. Uh, Jeff Garcia, huge signing. That is exactly what we need. And Garcia is here to compete. Don't be mistaken, people. Garcia is not here to be a backup, and I, I'm rooting for Jay Money all all that anybody can. But, you know, make no mistake about it, he's going to be pushed, and that's what he needs. He needs someone to push him, you know, and uh, Garcia's the man. And if if so happens that, you know, Jamani's not doing it, then I feel confident, you know, bringing in Garcia. And uh, we could have used him a year or two ago with – the offensive line, we needed the guy who could run for his life, not that statue, Andrew Walter, who I do like. Rare Greg, I'm not bashing your boy, Andrew Walter, but, you know, he just needs to get rid of the ball a little bit quicker. And with that line, he didn't have any opportunity. Um, I see big things this year. I think the division's up for grabs. The Chargers are on the decline. Trust me, I know. I know Chargerless fans. I know Boatless fans. I am from San Diego 
sadly, and I grew up in chargeless country. Uh, the Broncos are in complete and total disarray, which is great, and the Chiefs are the Chiefs. So I am uh, not sweating that. I think the division's up for grabs. And again, I think uh, we're the team of the future again in the uh, AFC West. Uh, we're young. We're hungry. I think Tom Cable's actually done a tremendous job. You know, everybody uh, was upset that we uh, got rid of Lane Kiss, and I think I think the further you get away from the situation, the more you start realizing Lane Kiffin's a little off his rocker. Uh, ask anybody at the University of Tennessee, once you ask the 11 players who have already left since the spring game, mind you, uh, Lane Kiffin's a nutcase who marches to the beat of his own drummer. Um, you know, he was trying to undermine Al, whether you like it or not. Al's not going to take that. This is Al's team. Al knows what Al wants. And uh, say what you want about Al Davis. I wants to win. And you can't say that about a lot of owners. I have uh, Bengals fans and Browns fans around here that I have to deal with constantly. And I'll tell you what, uh, Mike Brown doesn't want to win or doesn't really care to win. He wants to win, but he's not really going to put any effort into it. And neither is the... Uh, Neither are the Cleveland Browns. These teams don't want to win. Al Davis wants to win. He wants badly to win. And he wants Raider fan and Raider Nation to be happy about it. And and he's going to return us to prominence and return us to dominance. And I promise you, you're going to eat your words, anybody who's trashing on my boy Al, because we're coming. And uh, that's about all I have to say about that, Raider Greg. I will be making a weekly call from here on out getting everybody pumped up. I will, hopefully, I'm going to be at the Cleveland game. Hopefully, I will see some of the nation out there with me. Uh, I will talk to you next week. Keep it loud and proud. Raider Nation, I am out. Whoa, that was a whole lot to say. I will have to say this. Kiffin is an idiot. Uh, I gave him the benefit of the doubt when he left here. Uh, I thought that whole thing was a sham, but Looking at what it panned out to be, I think the old man was right and I was wrong. So I think Kiffin was a pain in the ass. And he's still a pain in the ass, and it's a good thing he's gone. As far as Jaws goes, he does have no love for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, I, I, I'm surprised he did side with Al on the pick. I agree with the pick. Um, but uh, Jaws is definitely not our friend, however – He's kind of smart, but uh, I don't like him. I think he sucks. <laughs> Great call, man. You keep calling back every week. I love it. I love you guys' phone call. Rated Joe. Uh, just keep it less than you know seven minutes is a long time. Try to keep it a little shorter in the two to two and a half, three-minute range is good uh, so we can get everybody on. We can do it now because it's slower in the season, but when we start playing some football – there's going to be a whole lot of bone line calls, and I don't want to let anybody out. I want to keep everybody in, so try to keep them a little shorter. But good call. Very good call. A lot of good content. And Mr. Davis is the Oakland Raiders, and we are on the precipice of taking the West back, and I mean taking it big time. So thanks for the call, brother. Keep them coming. I can't wait. All righty. Who's next? We have the Pennsylvania Raider. Another guy in hostile territory in Steelers country. What you got to say, my friend? 
Hey, what's up, Nation? This is Pennsylvania Raider coming at you. Seeing that uh, Jeff Garcia is uh, trying for the starting uh, quarterback position, I got to tell you, I think that's a great idea. I like his enthusiasm. You know, absolutely nothing against Jay Russ, but uh, he's going to have some tight competition, man. Garcia is no joke at all, man. No joke whatsoever. And, um, hey, if you remember back to last year's Super Bowl, they had a quarterback in Arizona named Matt Leinhart. They hire an old veteran QB, Kurt Warner. What happens? NFC champs, they go to the Super Bowl. It could happen in Oakland, folks. It could happen. Like I say, it's going to be a great season. I'm looking forward to it. Pennsylvania Raider, out. I love the positive attitude here from the Pennsylvania Raider. Uh, Jeff Garcia is going to be the man if Jamarcus doesn't step up, and I mean step up big. I don't think they're going to let him flounder for the rest of the season while Garcia is waiting to take the ball. I think they're going to put him in and show him what's happening. I think the fact that they're even showing him how uh, they don't care anymore. I mean, you're getting a backup quarterback like Garcia. That says something. That says we're ready to go win some football games if you're ready or not, Mr. Russell. So I believe that's a great idea. It's a great pick. And uh, we got some things coming this year, man. The whole nation knows it. I know we can all feel it. I'm not feeling any negative energy at all. Uh, I think we're going to make some things happen this season as well, my brother. So stay tuned because we're going to be making some moves, buddy. All right. Who's next? We have the L.A. Raider. What you got to say, brother? Raider Nation, L.A. Raider, fucking upset this article I've read about the Jamarcus Russell not taking his job seriously and uh, Jess Garcia saying, hey, well, if he's not going to do it, then I am. They're just saying that this guy's missing the Zachary's off, you know, getting picked off by our scrubs or not the stars, but our backup guys and actually is way off. And then when he comes and, you know, I, off the field, I'm Mr. Tough Shit and, you know, this and that. This is exactly why we need a cap on these rookies. They think they're tough shit, and then they got this money, and then they're, you know, they don't fucking produce, you know. I hope he doesn't become another fucking Ryan Leaf. Fucking shit. So, you know, if Russell doesn't get his shit together and study football and breathe football 24-7, then we're going to have Garcia this whole season and then look for Al to get either Michael Vick or to draft another quarterback next year. I hope that's not the case because Russell's got a lot of talent, but he doesn't seem to get it, basically, that in this league you got to be all about football 24 hours a day. You know, sure, there's you know a couple days off or whatever, some time off that you can go fuck around, but that's you know a couple months after the season ends, not when it's like right now many camps and about a month or two away. Or uh, training camp, I should say. I'm like, fuck. You know, if we if Russell does become bust, which I hope not, like I said, I say we should go after what's then Colt Brennan from Hawaii that the Redskins get. Fucking look at his numbers: 130 fucking touchdowns in two years at Hawaii. I know it's just college, but fuck, man, gotta take a look at that guy. Anyways, LA Raider out. Go Raiders. Well, you know, I wouldn't give up on Russell. You know, there's a lot of talk about him not doing it. But, you know, that's talk. And talk is cheap. And we'll all know what happens that first game. 
We'll all know what happens by the end of training camp where we are with Russell. I have no doubt that he will straighten up or he'll be shown the door. Uh, maybe not this season. And as far as our next quarterback, I don't even want to think about that. Jeff Garcia is our next quarterback. If he's if he's anywhere near the football, he's going to make some things happen. Just like the other caller said, he could take us all the way to the Super Bowl. That's what Warner did, and it can happen in Oakland. We have the players to do it right here. So don't think we don't. So uh, that's a good call, but don't worry about Russell. I think he'll be fine. We got to stay with him, brother. We can't even think about anything beyond this right now. All righty, who's next? We have Raider Chris from Scranton, Pennsylvania, in hostile territory. Hit it, brother. What's up, Raider Nation? It's Raider Chris calling from Scranton, Pennsylvania. First off, I'm giving a shout-out to my boy, my friend, Pennsylvania Raider. Holla, boy. Um, second, just you know, going over a few things on this Internet here. And I don't, really don't think the, it's not a bad idea for the Oakland Raiders to trade away some of their draft picks, either to get Ancon Bolden or even a Chad Johnson, because outside of Shillings and Higgins, I mean, we're really not too promising on wide receivers. Walker just got over another surgery. That really doesn't help us. And Zach Miller, he's a tight end. Yeah, he's got hands. He's good. He's our best player. But bring a veteran in and help out Hayward Bay wouldn't be bad. That's all I got to say. It's all I'm hitting on. Raider Chris from Scranton. I'm out. Well, as far as Walker goes, he should be walking down the road. We'll see what happens at training camp. I still think he's out of here. Um, and as far as bringing in a veteran, I don't think we're going to give up anything. And I wouldn't give up anything for Ocho Cinco or anybody else for that matter. Uh, Monty Toomer might have been a good thing. Harrison, before he retired, would have been a, a good thing, too, as a veteran. But cheap. No big money. No big trades. Because, honestly, I think... With Darren McFadden out of the backfield, Michael Bush, you got a tight end now. We have we have uh, O'Neal. Uh, come on, man, we got some people out there that can make some things happen. Uh, we can run. We can put uh, DMC on the line as an extra wide receiver. So I think we have a lot more options than you think, especially as wide receiver goes. And I don't. I'm not going to worry about that position because we've already bolstered that up with a lot of bodies. So we should have some good play. With our running game, I think we're going to be awesome no matter who's who's receiving the ball. All they got to do is catch it. Okay, brother, nice call. Thank you much. Pennsylvania representing today, partner. All right, who's next? We have a special treat. The Arkansan Raider is back with a vengeance. Preach it, my brother. Preach it. <laughs> Silver and Black. This is uh, the Arkansan Raider, and uh, I haven't called in a while, so I thought I'd uh, add a little something to the discussion. I had some uh, some serious Silver and Black Kool-Aid this morning, and uh, here's a tidbit. And comes the hour when the entire nation shall rise with one voice, exclaiming the praises of the victorious on the field, waxing eloquent in boisterous fashion, spying the multiple playoff wins of the vaunted silver and black and the vanquishing of its foes, and getting to the task of relishing the Super Bowl trophies to come. We are victorious. We are champions. We are the Raiders. Where, O oh death, is thy victory? Where, O oh death, is thy sting? We who have languished in the deserted wastelands of loss and losing seasons have seen the mountaintop. We have seen the river, 
and we have seen the valley. We are well nigh upon the land of milk and honey. Let us cross, not with the trepidation of the fearful nor the weak, yet with the confidence and, yea, the fearsomeness of true victors coming to claim our rightful place atop the league. Let the church say, Amen. Yes, and Amen. Hallelujah. Halliberry. Hallelujah. This is Arkansan Raider, and I am out. Hallelujah. Halle Berry. That's priceless. <laughs> Very good, Arkansan Raider. Very good to hear from you. Indeed. Good call, man. <laughs> You're going to have someone jump out of their window or something with that thing, man. You got me all pumped up. All righty, who's next? We have the Virginia Raider. What you got to say, brother? What's up, Raider Nation? Virginia Raider. Convicts out of jail. I guess that's news enough, seeing as how everybody has the Oakland as a possibility for him to land. I hope not. I mean, not because he's a horrible player. He's a hell of a player. I've seen him. Uh, I was eight years old in 98 when they went undefeated and... They were in Charlottesville playing University of Virginia, and he just ran all over everybody. It was bad. But, I mean, he's a hell of an athlete, but I just don't want the circus, the other circus coming to town. I'd hate, I'd hate to, to to bring him in with all that baggage. And then that's a roster spot and a project. So you don't want to have a project player at his age, albeit he does have his abilities and his his potential. I just think the baggage and the uh, everything that comes with it. We don't want that in Oakland, especially what we're trying to build with with TC and uh, and what Al's done this uh, off season. That's my take on everything as of late. That's all I got this week, guys. Peace. Yeah, we're not gonna get Vic, and it's true. Every time there's a con Vic. Or somebody else that gets out of prison, they're automatically coming to the Raiders. Uh, not this time, man. He ain't coming nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. Certainly not going to end up in Oakland. No way, no how. Ain't going to happen. So uh, good call. Thanks for the call, man. It's always good to hear from you, Virginia Raider. You're a great caller. All righty, who next? We have the final caller of the day, which would be the young Raider. Very good call, too, so listen up, listen up. What you got to say, brother? Hey, yo, what's up, Raider Nation? It's the young Raider calling in. It's been a few weeks from the draft, now. I ain't going to lie. I was shocked when we picked Darius Hayward Bay from Maryland. You know, I live out here in Maryland, so I know a lot about this guy. I've seen him play live. And uh, he's a good receiver. I mean, I know ESPN and them guys, they want to make it seem like he can't catch. But, you know, he has some pretty quality hands. I'm not saying they're better than Crabtree's or anything. But, uh, you know, he's pretty solid. Uh, I remember the game against Cal. You know, he killed us. You know, I'm a big Cal fan, you know, being from Northern California and everything. But uh, he killed us and uh, had a pretty good game. I think six receptions, two touchdowns. Something like that. I can't remember how many yards he caught for, but dude had a pretty solid game. Uh, picking him in the top ten, though, I just can't see that happening. I don't know why we did that. I don't know why we didn't trade down. 
we couldn't have waited because if we didn't get them at number seven, Baltimore would have taken them at, at 19. So it's not like, you know, we could have got them in the second round. But, you know, I just wish we could have found some kind of team to trade down with because as far as value, I just don't see him being a top ten pick, even though I like him a lot. I think he can be better than the other receivers that were in this draft. Uh, as far as our second round pick, uh, I like him. He dude's a hard hitter. And the fact that Chicago wanted him two picks after us, that kind of validates us getting him at that spot. But, you know, I kind of that's another guy I think we could have waited on regardless of what Chicago was going to do. But then once people started realizing that Chicago wanted them, all of a sudden they wanted to jump on the bandwagon. So, you know, I'll allow that for now. The season hasn't started, so all these bandwagon media people aren't getting on my nerves just yet. But uh, I want to talk to you, Raider Greg, real quick, because I know you had a problem with us taking a tight end in the sixth round. You know, I really love Zach Miller. But we did not have a tight end who complimented him at all. I think Daryl Strong is going to get cut. I don't really like Tony Stewart. So picking up Brandon Myers in the sixth round was pretty a good pick for us, I think. And so uh, I know you wanted a fullback, but we ended up getting uh, Lorenzo Neal. So all of a sudden, a sixth-round tight end ends up making a whole lot of sense. So I hope these rookies can come in, contribute. I don't really expect them to, uh, you know, be the draft of 07 and 08, because I think 07 and 08 were our best drafts when you think about it. I think 07, we had 11 picks. Five out of those 11 picks are contributors to this football team, and four out of those five are starters when you think about, you know, Jamarcus, Miller, Higgins, uh, Jay Richardson, Mario Henderson, all them guys. And so, uh, and then you think about the 08, we got McFadden, Trevor Scott is coming on, Chad Shillings, and I'm tired of these people saying Al Davis can't draft because with these past two drafts in particular, 07 and 08, we got a franchise left tackle, if it pans out, a franchise left tackle for a third-round pick, and then a number one receiver in Chad Shillings in – for a seventh-round pick, and Chad Shillings is having a great minicamp from what I hear. They say he looks like a number one guy for show. So I really hope that's the case because I think him and uh, Darius Harris Bay, I think they both can, like, wreak havoc on these guys and we can get rid of these dead weight, get rid of Javon, get rid of these guys who don't want to be here because we got receivers coming out the behind. And some deadly ones, too. These aren't just fast guys. These guys are football players. So I like what we see so far. And uh, let's hope we can get this turned around. I really want a playoff team. I've said that for, you know, my past few calls I've been saying I want a playoff team. But, uh, you know, seven wins wouldn't be too bad, but let's really try to shoot for the playoffs. I love what Tom Cable's doing for the team so far. I like what I see from him. And uh, Darius Hayward Bay so far, as far as minicamp goes, is looking like a solid pick. And maybe Al Davis isn't as crazy as he was before. We had two good drafts, 07 and 08, so I think 09, I think, is going to be the draft. It's all about faith. So let's have faith in these young guys, see if they can come in and contribute. Let's try to get this turned around. All right, y'all, appreciate the time. See you. Yeah, you're right. I was uh, on that tight end pick. I wasn't real happy about it, to be honest with you, with, with, of course, what was left out there. But the more I look at it, I didn't know we are going to get Neil. And I, I'm glad that we got a blocking tight end. We need a blocking tight end to to complement our running game. And I believe that that was a great pick. 
Now, you pointed it out. Uh, I thought about it after all the t- chips had landed on the floor and the way our team is going and what I see uh, as far as camp goes and the direction of the team, I am pumped. I am so glad that we're on this energy length. I'm so glad that we have this momentum and it seems like we got the right attitude and players. We could just put it together. We got to put it together and we'll see more and more, like I said, as we get closer to camp and we get into camp, you're going to see a whole different team coming out of Alameda, and that's for sure. And we're going to find out what this team is made up on the 14th of September, opening day here in Oakland, and that's what I'm talking about. And we got to start this season right, and we got to tell everybody with our first game that this is it. We are back. Don't even talk about it. Because we're here. And I love it. I love the calls, man. Thank you, Raider Nation, for listening to the show. I appreciate everything you guys do, man. You guys make Randy and I feel good about doing it. That's why we keep doing it. Uh, So everybody be safe. Be well. Until next show, this is Raider Craig. And I am out.